0: Only love can make it rain The way the beach is kissed by the sea Only love can make it rain Like the sweat of lovers laying in the feet Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for the rains in our lives. Precious God, we thank you for the cleansing waters that, that, that touch the earth and feeds the earth. Precious God, we thank you for the rains that pour in our lives, and sometimes they're fearful and scary, and sometimes they cleanse us in such a way that we're ready for what's next. Today, God, as as we look at this storm that Christ deals with, we thank you for the presence of hope in all of our storms. And we ask for you to be real in the narrative as we can see the cleansing waters and not so much fear the thunderclouds. Be with us in this time of conversation, God, and in your Son's precious and loving name I pray. Amen. Today, I have the opportunity to celebrate with you a blessing. Today I have the opportunity to celebrate with you how the waters of life can come and cleanse us. And sometimes the waters of life come in very scary ways. Now, you may have noticed a little bit of, of, of um, Bewilderment in my face just now. I was trying to look for a way to to switch the camera around. I want you to see here in in Southern California today. We we've had this blessing of of, of rainy weather, and for us here, it has definitely been a moment of rainy weather. You can see the storm clouds. You can see. Uh, the effects on the ground, the the ground glistening from the waters that have been uh, coming down from the skies on us today here in in Southern California, and it has just been a blessing today to hear the rains and be a part of the rains. I I love the sound of rain. I I kind of wish today that I I kind of had the force. Of, site of recording this sermon earlier so that you could hear the sounds of the rain even beating across the top of the car that I'm sitting in. Um, but we won't have that today. That that sound to me is so peaceful and calm. That, that sound of rain is just so soothing to me. It's so soothing to me that I have this app. That I listen to when when I when I go to bed, and it is the sound of rain sounds. Now, I, my my wife has blessed me with this sleep mask, and some of you may have seen some of us wear sleep masks that covers our eyes and it makes everything so much darker, so that we can sleep deeper. But my wife has bought me a sleep mask of that nature, and it has speakers in the in the arm pieces that fit right over my ears. And when I put on my sleep mask, I have directly playing in my ears these the sounds of, of the wonderful rains. The the sounds of the the wonderful rains to to soothe my spirits for me to sleep. Now, I am very well aware, and as as we dig into the Scripture, and I give you a little United Methodist history today, I am very well aware that the sounds of the rain is not always a soothing thing. I'm I'm quite aware that the sounds of the rain are not always comforting in our lives. And I want to address the storms in our lives, and I want to... I want us to move into this mindset of the comforting sounds of the beautiful rains, the knowing that looking at the glistening uh, asphalt here, how that it, it, the rains feed and nourish and renew and br- actually bring this glistening place in our lives. I want to give you two narratives. Uh, One is a scripture that I'm using this weekend in our in-person worship services of Jesus Christ on on a stormy ship with his friends and his followers. And Christ stands up and rises and calms the storm in a moment. I want us to look at Christ's place in that narrative. But I want to start this narrative by sharing with you, and and if you've heard me in a scripture and uh, preaching in the last twenty some years of being in an active involvement in United Methodist, as a United Methodist pastor, you've heard me share this at some point. I want to share with you the narrative of an experience that John Wesley had um, sailing uh, across the waters and. Uh, leaving the, the Georgia colonies and sailing back to England and John Wesley's fearful moment on on this boat. The narrative that I want to present to you in this and what I want you to take to this is if we can find a place of peace in our spirits, the storms are not so overwhelming. If we can find a place of peace peace and our spirits, the storms won't be so overwhelming. Where for me, enjoying the results of a, a, a good rain, the cleansing rain. For me, having the comfort and uh, resting at night and having the sounds of the rain help me rest even further. There is a comforting narrative in my life when it comes to rain. Uh, for others, it's not. I mean, we, we we have these experiences of storms in our lives and these storms can become quite fearful and quite overwhelming. You know, I, I have not had the misfortune of being in a tsunami or a monsoon. I have not, had the misfortune of being in a torrential flooding. I, I haven't had that misfortune. But I can only assume for an individual that has had that misfortune, maybe the sounds of, of a heavy rain aren't as comforting for them as it is for me, having a, a fearful narrative that is combined with these sounds. I can I can only assume. When we look at these narratives, as we look at the narrative of Jesus Christ calming the, the, calming the waters, as we look at the narrative of John Wesley dealing with these stormy seas, each of them come into these events with different narratives. Just as much as an individual who has dealt with a hurricane, a, a tsunami, a, a monsoon, Uh, just as much as an individual has had to deal with torrential flooding, they would have a different narrative than I, who has not had those experiences that see these moments as calm. Here is the sounds of the rain, sees the cleansing effects of, of the rain. And they might not see it as peacefully as I do. Let's bring those two ideas into this conversation and this narrative because Christ and John Wesley both come into these storms that they experience in very radically different ways. So let's talk, first of all, about the, the situation that's going on in John Wesley's life. John Wesley, the founder of the United Methodist Church. Let's talk about the situation that's going on in John Wesley's life as he's dealing with this storm, as he's sailing back to England. John Wesley had just had a very frustrating event happened in his life in the Georgia colonies. John Wesley, uh, being a church of England, he had a heart that he wanted to go out and be in service. John Wesley wanted to, even before his heartwarming experience, wanted to be in a place where that he knew that he was being an active servant for the Lord. And for John Wesley that came on this experience of going to the Georgia Colonies and he wanted to start an an orphanage for the indigenous people who already lived in these lands but because of colonization there was a lot of displacement going on there were a lot of children that needed homes and housing because of that displacement and and John Wesley came to the colonies as a a servant of Jesus Christ to to care for these displaced indigenous children and give them a place to live so that narrative was happening for John Wesley, and that, and though the events of of this missionary work were not as, as successful as John Wesley would have desired, so when John Wesley is going back to the English England colonies, English colonies, he's already in a place of unrest. He's already in a place of discomfort. He's already in a place of worry. He's already in a place of confusion. So his spirit spirit is already imbalanced because of everything that had taken place. So we have this individual that is dealing with some very frustrating things. And as John Wesley is dealing with these frustrating things, it's hard for him to be in a comfortable place and then the storms happen he's already he's already not at rest he's already not comfortable the storm the storms come and in john Wesley's imbalanced spirit only fear could set in only fear could set in sort of like a trying to use the narrative of our dear friends who may have been in moments of discomfort uh, our dear friends that the sounds of the cleansing rain sounds more like the fear and confusion that they had once experienced from being displaced from losing home and property and so forth because of Hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, tsunamis, the like. The weather is not comforting for them. Well, John Wesley's spirit is already imbalanced. So we, we see this individual not just dealing with an imbalanced spirit, but now everything around him is scary and loud and worrisome, and he does not know what to do. So that's the spirit that John Wesley has in this. Now let's look at the narrative of the scripture that I want to use for this weekend because Jesus Christ is in a way different situation with the storm that he's dealing with. You know, one of the things that was pointed out to me that it never really stood out. You know, I read the scripture time and time again, I've heard it multiple times, but it took someone telling me what happened that helped me see this events in a different set of eyes. You know, I've always focused on at Christ being the master of the sea when he heard our despairing cry. And from the waters he lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me. I hear those, I hear those verses and I apply it to the scripture. And so I see Christ within the moment of fear. But I also, I finally had to have someone tell me where that I have focused so many years on Christ being in a moment of worry and fear, where was Christ before he stepped into it? Christ was taking a nap in front of the boat, gang, and, and that sets the tone, doesn't it? Christ was in a place of complete rest and complete calm. Christ was in a place of no worry and no fear. And when Christ stands up to command the storms to calm down, he was not wrapped up in the fear. He had no pre-existing worries that he was dealing with. Christ was in a full, deep sleep, and he was awakened to take care of the storm. So let's look at this narrative for a moment because it's very crucial as we try to apply this to ourselves, as we try to apply the reality of what John Wesley deal with, as we try to apply into our lives, what does this scripture mean that Jesus Christ will calm the storms in our lives? Because sometimes I hear a a response to this that is not real. Sometimes I hear this the response, it's not that Jesus Christ will calm the storms, it's that Jesus Christ completely takes the storms away. So I hate to be the harpinger of bad news, kids, but when we find salvation in Jesus Christ, we still live within reality. We still walk through the valley of the shadow of death. (laughs) We still deal with the worries and the concerns and the fears. And sometimes I hear this narrative come from people, if Jesus Christ will calm the storms, then why am I drowning? The reality is is we still have a place in this journey. And Jesus Christ has the ability to calm the storms. But what Jesus Christ has more is the ability to display where we need to be at in the storms to see them through. Jesus Christ, unlike John Wesley, was in a deep, deep sleep in the front of the boat, and he was already in a restful calm when he got up to deal with the storms. John Wesley was not in a restful calm. John Wesley had to deal with what was a failed ministry experience. John Wesley had to deal with some shortcomings. John Wesley was in unrest, and the situation became even more unrestful. So we, we see this narrative in such a way that the only thing that he could do is be afraid. But Christ was in a much different place. Christ had to put someone in John Wesley's experience Experience so that he would not be fearful of the rains, but he would be able to see their beautiful, beautiful results. Here's who John Wesley put, here's who Jesus Christ put in John Wesley's life. And, it, and for John Wesley, it becomes this realization that he sees calm spirits. And he understands that he needs to find a calm spirit within himself. So John Wesley sees these Moravian worshipers that are also on the boat with him. And John Wesley has this experience. If these individuals have a place of calm in this situation, how do I discover that calming place? if these individuals are dealing with the same storm that I'm dealing with, and they're doing it through singing of hymns and singing of scriptures, how can I also join in this calming place? That interaction with John, for John Wesley, with the Moravian worshipers on this boat, gave not only gave John Wesley the inspiration to sit and discover the calm, but it actually became a seed that was planted in John Wesley's heart that would grow and and flourish in his. Um, uh, moment at Aldersgate Church and he had his heartwarming experience sitting in the back row that day. It wasn't just the preface of Martin Luther's preface that touched John Wesley's heart and it did touch his heart. But he was already being moved and stirred because he's experienced these individuals in a place of common peace where so many others were worried and concerned. We see John Wesley in a play, place of worry and concern, and he's watching these people calm, cooled, and collective, and he's being stirred and challenged by their ability to do so. And it sits on his heart, and he has this moment, and he begins to see that salvation can exist, and it could even exist for him. I always love that phrasing. I and I may be misquoting it, but the way I misquote it touches my heart. And God bless if other Christians can misquote Scripture to feel better. I can do, <laughs> but I'm misquoting John Wesley and not Scripture. We have this statement that that salvation exists for everyone, including me. So there comes this place of unrest. And sometimes when we're in these places of calm unrest, we don't see the effects of the cleansing waters. We only see the limitations and we only see the fears. We sit within this unrest and we allow the unrest to have control. And we don't see the care that's taking place. John Wesley's heart was was open to the possibility of that care the other on the ship with jesus christ that day when he woke up from his deep deep rest calm cooled and collected and calmed the storms he showed that when we move into the storms with a calm spirit they are easier to handle yes He is the master of the sea, and he heard our despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. That's true. But Jesus Christ showed through these actions what John Wesley observed from the Moravian worshippers. Jesus Christ displayed that when we can move into a situation of stormy unrest and with a heart of calm, the storms settle and they're easier to handle. I want you to hold on to those ideas this week, please, friends. I want you to hold on to the ideas and the realities that we cannot, we cannot let the storms allow us to be in places of unrest. We need to find the peace within the situations so that we can step forward as the calm voices and be individuals that don't allow the storms to have control, but be the calm presence that makes the storms easier to manage. Thank you for listening to me today, gang. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. God is love. Amen.